Michigan State versus Penn State gets moved to Ford Field, and what a fun move, or oh my god, hold on, it's actually causing a civil war amongst his fan base. We got Odell Bretham Jr., the chief of propaganda, here to talk about it. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked on Spartans. Your team in green and white five days a week here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Happy Wednesday, happy Thursday, happy whatever day you're listening to this. Because look, no matter when you are listening to this day-wise, it's late May, and what better time to get riled up about the most stupid thing that you could possibly get riled up about a little venue change, but hey, you know what? I'm going to get fired up about it. This man with no face but a powerful voice has joined us, Odell Brighton Jr., the chief of MSU propaganda. Chief, how on earth are we doing over there before we get into the mix? We doing okay? You know, I'm, this, this is probably one of the best days I've had in a long time just because when I woke up this morning, I was dreading having to sit outside in 20-degree cold to watch a football game, and yes. the powers that be saved me from that, so I am... I am in, I'm in fantastic spirits. Interesting, because there are some people that a nice 68-degree climate-controlled facility uh, is not their cup of tea. We're going to get into it here. Look, you guys know the news already. Michigan State versus Penn State. Not only did it get moved to Black Friday, which ruffled a few feathers, not a lot. Well, any feather left unruffled uh, was shaken up here because it's now at Ford Field, 730 Black Friday against Penn State. And... Look, hey, first and foremost, uh, two things I need to get out of the way right now. First, I, I, I can't quite literally cannot believe how passionate uh, I am going to get about this. Uh, maybe Brett as well. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it is objectively childish of just how fired up we are. But again, it's late May. We got to get fired up about something. Second of all, let's just get into it here, uh, Brett, because my goodness gracious, uh, I, I feel like the fan base heard one of two things. The first thing uh, was, hey, the game was moved to Ford Field uh, for Black Friday. Season ticket holders, you will get refunded on your tickets. And then the second group of fans, they heard that the game was moved to a fishing village in the Philippines, some completely inaccessible place. And not only are your tickets not refunded, but you actually have to pay triple on top of what you were already going to pay. So what what two statements of those did you hear, uh, Chief? What, what do you got for us? It was a blessing from the football heavens. That that's the that's the statement I got. I I I could not be happier with this announcement. And listen, I I, I don't mind like a couple of years ago when we played Penn State in the cold. Like that was so mm-hmm. much fun. But fun. let's be realistic. The like we're we're crazy fans. Like we I, I will go to the North Pole on Christmas Eve and watch this team try to compete for the Red Box Bowl. So I mean that sure. I'm trying to take my own feelings out of it, but. Like talking to the average fan, I'm talking to family members, alumni, friends, like these people who come home for Thanksgiving, they're thrilled about this because they get to take their little kids to the game now. They get to uh, make a 30 minute trip instead of a 90 minute trip and they don't have to sit outside in the cold. So the average fan, this is a great move for the average fan and it makes and it gives us a primetime game. Like that's that's the thing. I'm not turning down a primetime game. You're not competing against any other games like you would on a Saturday. It is going to be in a solid location. And look, before going any further, because it's very clear by now, you already know this, that me and Brett are very pro this move. Now, I will say, 
there are two groups of people that I truly do feel for. Like you guys are free to complain all you want. And it is group number one, the fans that live in like Grand Rapids or the fans that already have an hour plus drive to get to East Lansing in the first place where this has been extended. All right. You guys have all the room in the world to complain. Uh, I, I do not have an argument as to why you should enjoy this. If you live over in Holland, for example, and you like to go to East Lansing. Okay. Number two, business owners in East Lansing. This is one last Saturday or Friday in this case that they get to get some money. But again, that, that this is not just, you know, completely ignored by me. They, they have legitimate complaints. However, okay, it, it, this is my favorite thing so far. What's going on Twitter or the message boards or online is the, well, hey, Ford Field's not going to sell out. That That is correct. You are probably right. It is not going to sell out. You know what else certainly isn't going to sell out though? Spartan Stadium. It is the lowest attended game every single year. I hear a lot of complaining about, oh, that's just ruined senior day. Oh, no. You mean the, the senior day ceremonies where they run out to the field in front of a 20% full Spartan Stadium before the game starts is ruined? Oh, we got to slide that up to November 4th, a game that's going to be more heavily attended than this game would ever be at Spartan Stadium? Oh, oh, those, those poor seniors that actually get the respect they deserve just earlier in the season. Shoot. Darn, but yeah, or just like the you know the the area Spartans too. Again, I this is gonna upset a lot of people. I, I I'm doing something very mean right now. I'm alienating the fan base, but like the, the people just in the area, the East Lansing area. It's like oh now we got to drive for the game. You mean like what us Metro Detroit Spartans have to do six to seven times every single fall, whether it's a noon game, waking up early to go tailgate, or getting back to the house at two a.m. after a night game, like. Oh, no, you have to do a once-in-a-decade drive to Ford Field, a shot down 96. Again, this isn't the southern tip of Brazil the game was moved to. It's 80 minutes away. Like, it, it, it's going to be fine. Alan Haller pointed this out, too. I'm just going to parrot what he said. This is in a area of the state where there are 100,000 alums, maybe even more when they go home for Thanksgiving break. Five of the most six populated counties in the state are in Metro Detroit. Like, Look, this is not a heavily attended game to begin with. It's stale. Let's just shake it up, do something different, move it to a different part of the state. Again, not a different country, not a different continent. Just a trip down 96 to, you know, shake a few things up here. I, I just, I, am I missing a complaint that that's just flying over my head completely, Brett? No, and I, I don't really get it. I mean, somebody brought up like, oh, we've won the last three home games against Penn State and those have all been in the inclement weathers with the, the lightning delay, uh, 2019, mm -hmm. what was it, like a rain shower or something? And yep. then obviously 21, there was a, this, the blizzard. But uh, listen, I mean, we've gone to Penn State and we've beaten them in fine conditions. We've beaten them here in fine conditions. Like 2015, it was a pretty beautiful day, if I if I remember that correctly. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, I just don't. I don't get the point of complaining. Like, there's a lot of things right now with the football program that people can <laughs> complain about. And this, to me, is at the very bottom of the list. I, I th like I was talking to somebody with the school, and uh, a quick little siren there, but uh, hey, nice. <laughs> they're 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 fired up about it. They're they're thinking like, hey, this is an opportunity to go down to Detroit. I mean, you're gonna have so many events going on there. You got the NFL game going on. You've got the turkey trot. You've got sure. uh, the state championships for uh, high school football. And now you're going to have all those big recruits in an area that you're trying to recruit hard at. They're going to be at that game. You're going to have NFL scouts there. You're going to have national media people there. This turns just what is a normal football game into an event. And to me, this is uh, the opportunity that every program, especially Michigan State, wants to be involved in. I mean, We've 
the basketball season, like, I mean, we play games on aircraft carriers. We go to Madison Square Garden. We go to Chicago. I mean, we, we play a game against Oakland at Little Caesars Arena, and nobody has any issue with that, but you take away, you move yeah. one football game 90 minutes away, and you would think that we're relocating the whole um, university. I, I I don't get it. And again, like, the, the season ticket buyers I, like you, you have a gripe for a second until like you, you get fully refunded like you're going to get your 70 dollars or 100 dollars back for a game that if you weren't attending was going to sell on StubHub for i kid you not like seven dollars you know yeah. the thanksgiving day game if you walk up to an usher and just give him a handshake they will just let you into the stadium for free like you are getting money back and if you are so just hell-bent on going to this game like 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 i am normally like you are brett like yeah you could just use that money to buy tickets for the game at Ford Field. You're not locked out of the stadium as a season ticket holder. Like it's going to be probably a pretty comparative price. That's the thing I'm most uh, looking forward to, you know, just the fallout from this is how much are the tickets going to be? I hope they're going to be at a decent price point where people do want to buy them. Look, if the cheapest ticket's going to be like 50 bucks face value to get into this game, which like very well could be the case with how the world goes now. Like I might have an issue with that, but if, if you price that like, 20 bucks, you know, like something affordable for the family to go to. And you actually do get more than, you know, 20,000 people in the stadium like you would if the game is at Spartan Stadium. Then, like, I I, I think it's a home run move. I call, call me crazy. Call me crazy, Brent. No, I'm, I'm completely with you. And the, another thing is I saw people mention how it's not fair to the students. But, I mean, from my experience, it, being from Metro Detroit, when I went home for Thanksgiving break, I was not going back up to East Lansing until I, I had to. And that included, I, I, I was like 2015, I was not going back up there for the, the Penn State game. Like, um, But now, if the game was at, I, I used to go to the high school championships for football every year. Sure. That was like a cool event to do with my, my friends, my family, like people from out of town. So now you're going to give that opportunity to so many people and it's going to become affordable and whatnot. So I truly, bias aside, I do not see any downside whatsoever. And guess what? There's going to be beer too. So people can cross that off their their complaint list consider it like a test pilot program for beer at spartan stadium i highly doubt that's how they will look at it but that's how it should be looked at here like yeah you, you can trust us with some sweet sweet lager inside of a football stadium but yeah we'll see again you know what before i i cut it to a quick little break here like i i will be very transparent like yes i do live in metro detroit but hey before you just roll your eyes a full 360 in your head I don't even know if I'm going to be going to this game, quite frankly, uh, if everything goes well in life. I'm going to have like a two month, month and a half year old child. I don't, I don't even know if I can get out of the house then. So like, again, if this was in Grand Rapids, a stadium like that with the population as dense as it is around there in a climate controlled stadium, I think I'd be saying a lot of the same points. I, I genuinely mean that now, whether you guys actually believe me or not. Not for you to decide, but hey, believe me when I tell you that bird dog shorts are the way to go in life. Gang, last week, life-changing package came to my door. Two pairs of bird dog shorts, each one with the liner on the inside. So let's just start right there. The comfort of these bad boys. Got the compression short style, right amount of snugness. And then let's move on to the versatility of these things. They look fantastic, feel fantastic. You could play beach volleyball on these things, go swim in the pool, then head to your dinner date, and then cap off the night with a nice bonfire with friends, all in the same pair of shorts. 
You don't have to change these bad boys. They are perfect for outdoors, indoors, formal, informal, whatever you need. Believe me, the same pair of shorts can get you done right. And also, hey, let's talk about this sweet, sweet deal that they got going on. I've been drinking out of this Yeti-style Bird Dogs tumbler for quite some time this week, keeping the cold drinks cold, the hot drinks hot. Go to birddogs.com slash college, and when you enter promo code Locked on college. That's all one word, locked on college. Hey, they're going to throw in this free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash locked on college. Enter promo code locked on college, all one word. Go get yourself some Bird Dogs. All right, Brett, I, I'm not done railing on this yet. And there is one argument still out there. And you know, th- this was made loudly by a Local radio personality, uh, Mike Flenny of 97 won the ticket, the flagship station. Like, this isn't some minor voice here. Big Michigan State voice. And his biggest thing is that MSU bent over backwards to fulfill the needs of the Big Ten. A Big Ten conference, which, yes, objectively has not been favorable to Michigan State. But th- there's a difference between bending over backwards and like ushering suspensions or fines for events that did happen against like. Oh no, we you're moving us less than an hour and a half away down the road to go play at Ford Field. I, this doesn't even seem like bending over backwards to me. Am I am, am I way out of touch on, on that note, or is this a little inconvenient for Michigan State here? Yeah, I think both of us would be the first ones to kind of complain about the Big Ten and call them out if if we thought something was unfair. But mm-hmm. when it comes to this, I I almost feel like they're doing us a favor. Like, I mean, people have complained about. The senior day, how there's, I mean, you've seen all the, the memes and stuff of how no one's in the stands, and now you're putting that on a national televised game against one of the biggest brands in college football history. Um, yeah, I don't see this bending over backwards. It's I, I view it almost as like not a lifeline, but it's almost like they're giving us a rose at the the bachelorette ceremony here. <laughs> like it's not the worst thing in life that's ever happened, and also too, like it is a one-off thing. Maybe my opinions would be a little different if, like, they said, hey. Starting this year, new tradition, whenever Penn State comes to town, it's going to be in Detroit. Like, no, from all reports, and Alan Heller said as much, like, this is just a one-off occasion here. It's okay to just do something new for something that doesn't have a lot of sizzle around it in the first place every once in a while. You know, kind of like, you know, the MSU versus Oakland basketball game that they do. Like, Michigan State doesn't have to go to Detroit every single year. They don't have to give Oakland that home game, but... They do, and that game is quite often, if not every single time, moved to Little Caesars Arena just because not a lot of sizzle around that game in the first place. Let's try something new for our Metro Detroit Spartans, and yeah, like th- this is all that it is against a holiday weekend that has a lot of Spartans traveling back home. Again, I just hope they nail the price point with the tickets. If not, if, if they're going to charge like 70 bucks for upper deck seats, and like, uh, we're, okay, we're <laughs> well, then we're going to have an issue here, but I, we'll, we'll, we'll see on that one. We'll see on that one, Brett. Anything else that you want to add uh, just on this whole topic before we move it along here? Yeah, one quick thing on the price point is like, if, if the tickets are $70, that means our team is doing very, very well. Sure. And that is a price that anybody's going to be willing to pay. And then, Another thing I've seen pushback about is senior day. But to me, you, you can move senior day either like a week forward or you can do it in some other manner. Like I don't view this as like a huge impediment, but I, I think you touched on it a bit earlier. It's the fact that, yeah, what does senior day mean when you have 25,000 empty seats to begin with? Um, that, that, I think least, that's more at least. Anything. Yeah. 
I know. It's it's like, you know, the, the biggest senior day clip that you think of is Josh Butler running out with his dogs, of course. You know, beautiful clip. Um, just a tragic story. But, you know, the senior day gave him something to smile about, if not for at least one second. But, like, behind them, a lot of empty seats, right? Like, and that's what it is always like. You go back to that 2015 game. That is the best Michigan State team, arguably, arguably, that we have seen in our time. But a lot of seniors that left a good imprint on this university Chief, they're giving away buy one, get one free student tickets for that game. Like they were still kind of sort of begging people to fill up that stadium that week. I mean, and let's not kid ourselves like it was more heavily attended that game than it was the 2018 game against Rutgers, which, by the way, I looked up the attendance for that one. Sixty five thousand was the listed attendance for that game. That is the funniest thing that I will read this week. There were closer to 65 people in that stadium than 65,000 people. So please spare me looking up attendance numbers and then giving them to me. Those are the most falsified numbers on this side of North Korea. <laughs> so like, you know what helps though? I think the, the, the overall point of, hey, you, you know what's a really good way to fill up seats? You know, maybe shaking up a little bit can help. But how about just winning? You know, like yeah. how, how about just having a good team? Like that's the end all be all what's going to help fill up the most seats here. But hey, if it's going to be like a, a middling season, which if Vegas has anything to say about it, very well could be. Let's shake, rattle and roll. Let, let's get over to Ford Field. Let's cater to the Metro Detroit Spartans, if, if not for nothing else, and refund everyone's ticket that already has one. So that's that's what I want to leave it on. I'm sure we upset a lot of people in the last 15 minutes here, but I'm sorry. Very weirdly passionate about this. Very weirdly passionate about this. Not, yeah, like this is not on the bingo card for today. No, like I, I, I did not think that my blood pressure would rise over a venue moving just 80 minutes down the road, but hey, just like everyone else listening, everyone else that's fired up about this, I'm a sick puppy as well, and uh, my my morals and priorities are not anywhere close to where they should be at this stage of my life. But hey, here we are, Brett. Uh, really quick, you know what? Let's let's try to have fun with this here. Yeah. Let's say that hey, you know what? Um, this went so well. We're actually going to have a different venue at the end of the year every single season. Now, what non MSU venue would you want to see Michigan State football play in? It could be across the country. It could be across the world if you're really crazy enough. But what, what's another venue that you would move Michigan State to if you had to? If you had to. Yeah, I sent out a, a joke tweet about this. I deleted it just because people are, were they're pretty angry today. So it oh, wasn't no. probably <laughs> the appropriate time. But I think it'd be awesome to play a game in Lambeau Field. Like, okay. That to me, and I, here I am complaining about being in the cold, but if you sure. told me, like, in the future you, you had a, a game against Wisconsin and you, like, a Wisconsin home game gets moved to Lambeau Field, that is probably, like, one of my favorite venues I've ever been to. So that, to me, would probably be the one place I would just absolutely love to see Michigan State football play in. I would throw a bone, you know, and this is very similar to, like, this is arguably, depending on the day, an even colder venue than Lambeau Field. We're going down to the Windy City. We're going to cater to our Chicago Spartans. We are going to play a game at Soldier Field. And believe me, I, I know that that's not going to be anywhere close to sold out. But like, just as far as like a fun venue, if I was the athletic director and NBC came up to me uh, pointing a knife in my direction saying, hey, yeah, I don't know why we got in the situation, but you have to choose a venue that's not Spartan Stadium or Ford Field. Where are you going to go? I'd be against the wall being like, uh, I guess Soldier Field, I, I suppose. Like, let's, let's just do it there. I mean... I know. Let's build some character. It's Big Ten country after all. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, just what a what a, what, a, what a bizarre day, Chief. I, <laughs> I know. I mean, it's hard to like wrap my mind around it, but um, we'll get through this adversity together. We, maybe <laughs> I, I, I can't even say that with certain. I don't know, man. I got a feeling like I'm going to wake up with a horse's head at the foot of my bed. Not from any Shambeckler family member, which. I, 
surprised that hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet. But no, instead of just someone from our own fan base that lives in like Holt that's not thrilled about driving over to a game <laughs> uh, in, in Detroit finally. Uh, let, let's move on off the topic of, will football venues. We're still going to stick in the football universe here. And Joel hit us with uh, two good email questions. We're going to get to one. Uh, potentially next week here. Tomorrow's episode is going to be all about recruiting. Uh, it's going to be a really fun show. We had the Locked On Recruiting Expert joining us uh, just a hoot and a half. Anyway, now that I'm done plugging that, Joel writes in, hey, in a parallel universe where all of a sudden you are the head coach at Michigan State, which quarterback are you picking based on what we have seen so far? You have to choose either Noah Kim or Kaden Hauser. Who are you going with? You have to pick one or the other. I don't know is not an option here. Joel, we will not coward out of this answer, but I will coward out of answering it first. Brett, as the uh, esteemed guest here, who are you going to go with unless you want to just play tennis and actually bounce it back into my court? I could do whatever you want here, but if you have a strong opinion on this, who's going on to center week one through 13 here in MSU? Peyton Hauser. Okay, that was Yeah, cool. I'm going with Peyton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's been my viewpoint basically since the season ended. Uh, to me, it's always been like – I. I forgot which TV show that's from. It's always been Caton, but no, it's like, it's legitimately to me. It's always been after last season, Caton Hauser needs to be the starting quarterback at Michigan state. And that's for multiple reasons. I think he's the most talented quarterback we've had since Drew Stanton. Uh, I I believe that getting him in here, it's going to help with recruiting. I mean, I have recruits asking me all the time about Caton Hauser. um, And I, I just think he has that, that star power that this program has been lacking a little bit. And especially since the last time we talked and Keon left, like right now we're desperate to kind of hold on to who is that next star for the football team. Like K9's gone. Keon Coleman is gone. Yeah. And to me that that's Kaden Hauser. And I think he gives us the best chance to win football games, not only this year, but to me, 2024 has always been kind of the year fans have talked about in terms of that's when we really need to see that jump. And with the playoff expanding to 12 teams, I, I do truly believe that we can be in the playoff in 2024 and, to me, Kate Hauser gives us the best opportunity to do that. And what better chance to prove yourself and get that experience than right now? And I, to me, it, it's got to be Kate. I love it. And, uh, you know, like just to get in front of it, I mean, this is a coward's way of starting off. But like whoever is under center week one, like I, I've full confidence that the staff is going to make the right choice between the two of them. I don't think that there's going to be many politic plays here. Like, Oh, Kim got the start because just solely because he's more experienced or, Oh, Caton's getting the start just because we don't want to lose him. Like, I think that it is a legitimate quarterback battle and you know, the staff is pretty confident in these two guys. This is why they didn't go out in the spring transfer portal window and try to get a quarterback after Peyton Thorne left. But with that said, it's a tough decision. So I looked at it from like, who would I be more, bummed out by if they left and I'm left with Kate and Hauser like I just with all the upside that he does have look we've seen the Kim throws he is an exciting player he can extend plays with his legs he does have some beautiful throws on tape but man the four years of eligibility left in Kate and Hauser and just the power that he possesses not just with his arm like he, he can sling the ball out of Spartan Stadium if he should choose I don't know what route would call for that but if that was ever on the table he would be able to do it but it's just the power that he has with his legs too and whether it's scrambling out of the pocket you know power runs to the outside or keeping it inside just like the fourth and shorts like man has legs that are tree trunks like from everything that i've heard in the weight room most powerful quarterback that there was that was even before peyton thorne left so yes with the four years of eligibility that he still has and you know kim doesn't have any shortage of eligibility i think he's got three years left if you count the covid year but 
I, I just like the upside with Kaden Hauser uh, going at quarterback. So that is who I am going to go with. I say that with conviction, even though I started that answer kind of as a coward, but like, yeah, if, if I am pinned against the wall and I am suddenly forced to make a pick, first of all, I hope I'm also getting that nine and a half million dollar a year contract. That'd be really nice. But like, <laughs> I, I'm going to trot Kaden Hauser out there. No, I'm not just saying that because he's a friend of the program and joined the show. And for, also too, I have tried to get Noah Kim on the show as well. Like I, uh, th- there were at least a handful of people that said, oh, not getting Kim on the show. You're a big Hauser guy. It's like, I, guys, I try. If only you knew how many like DMs I send to these players, like how many crickets I get in response, which good for them. They have literally anything else going on in their lives, but you know, catering to my messages. Like I've tried. Okay. I'm not totally biased here. Heavens. Um, but that's kind of where I stand on the whole thing. Sorry, that got a little rambly at the end there, Chief. Uh, thanks, thanks for hanging on there for for a second. No, and I I one one more thing I want to say is like, yeah, sometimes like yeah. I'll tweet about like Kate Hauser and people are like, oh, why aren't you tweeting about like Peyton Thorne or No Kim? And my answer is, it, it's my account. It's my my tweet. So if anybody <laughs> else wants to talk about the other guys, like feel free and go for it. Like, uh, I'm not going to shy away that like Kate Hauser, like I, I view him in a uh, very high light and same thing with like Sam Levitt when he hits here, I'm, I'm going to be tweeting sure. like crazy about him. So if yeah. anybody else wants to tweet about um, any other quarterback or any other player, like you, Twitter is free for the most part. So Go for it. Like, it's your champ. It's free for the most part, but today it, it cost me my sanity, which you can't put a price tag on that. So in theory, yeah, Twitter is a free platform, but after today's discourse about a, a game being moved to another stadium with you know more Spartan fans in the area, whatever. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're off that topic. I'm going to move on. We're going to end it with this email here from one Hauser to another. Darren writes in, hey, Matt, been listening to your podcast for a few months. I'm very sorry to hear that. Uh, also, I was wondering what your thoughts were on Hauser's performance at the G League Combine. Any chance he plays in the G League and works his way up to the NBA? And what do you have to say to the people that think he might come back next season? Uh, I'm just going to kick it off with the second part of that question. I think there's a better chance of Cassius Winston coming back next year and playing for the Michigan State's Barnes than Joey Hauser. Um, even like before he got the invite to the G League Combine, it was over. Uh, they had year-end meetings, and uh, from what I've been told, I, Joey may or may not have even been in attendance for those meetings. He's gone. He had a great career. He was in college for about 18 years. He's on to the next stage in life. It starts at the G League Combine, where they had two days there. Uh, day one stats, he just had three points, two rebounds, one of eight shooting from the field, one of six from three-point land. Day two, not any better. Three points, uh, one of two shooting from three-point land, but look, I is that the end-all be-all? Are all the scouts look at Joey Hauser being like, wow, he had a bad two-day shooting? Uh, I like to think that they will look back on his 40% career three-point shooting in college, but uh, will he work his way to the NBA? Look, he's a he's a guy that could space the floor as a four, but is a defensive liability. He was kind of one in college, and when you move up to pro ball, I mean, Lordy, how do you think it's going to work out up there? Um, but look, I, I think he will have like a steady career, whether that's in G League. Maybe he works his way up to a two-way deal in the NBA. Or if he goes to Europe and plays over there, uh, over there, that, that's a wonderful career to have. But those guys are making more money than a lot of us are. Definitely more than I'm making right now. But just to play basketball, like that is certainly a lovely career to have. So wishing nothing but the best for Joey Hauser. Uh, Chief, do you have any, any inkling of uh, – you know what, Chief? Let's end the show. I'm going to put words in your mouth. Say he's going to make like second team all NBA by year two. I mean, just, just, just do it, please. I think he's going to be one of the best G league players that this country has ever seen. 
Like, I mean, that's what I'm talking his about. Game, his game honestly is fitted for that. Like you saw, I mean, it's his, he, he's playing overseas now, but like Jimmer for that, like high draft sure. pick struggled in the NBA yep. just because like the athleticism's not there. Then he goes over. I don't even know where he is right now, but I'm he, somewhere. He's, I think he's, he's in China. He's in China, actually. So we're making good um, money to play basketball. Yeah. And he, he's averaging like the highest points per game in uh, CBA history over there. So, uh, and he's making great money. Like that's, I don't think it's a knock to say like, if you're not an NBA superstar, that you're not a great college, you're not a great basketball player. I mean, yeah. there's so many leagues and um, people develop at different rates and some people peak early and what, like uh, it's not a linear process, but I do truly believe that. Uh, I mean, Joey Hauser is done at Michigan state. Uh, there was a glimmer yeah. of hope there yeah. for a little bit. And I think uh MSU was able to kind of get into second things things for a little bit, but at the gotcha. end of the day, he's like 23, 24 years old. He's ready to move on, and um, yeah, I, I do think he's going to be successful playing professional basketball. It just I don't necessarily see that in the NBA based off of what you've said, some of the defensive issues, but yeah, sure. I mean, guys who can shoot like that and have the post moves and are just uh, high IQ players. They're there's always going to be a market for them, and uh, I'm excited to see wherever he ends up. And um, yeah, I think a certain player who just transferred from Michigan will uh, probably be playing in one of those overseas <laughs> leagues pretty soon. And I know I trust Joey Hauser to put him in the torture rack over there too. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I would love, 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 love nothing more in life than to be proven wrong on this. Like if he could land on an NBA roster, but e- even if you know what we are saying is correct and he just plays in you know, overseas or G League, that's awesome. That that beats that beats what we're doing on a day to day basis, and for more money. So go for it, man! I got like there's a lot of guys that land in great situations where they're playing at like beautiful parts of the country. Like Matt Costello lives in living on the Canary Islands over there. Like that's I think that's a life that that he's okay with over there. So that's just one example out of many. But yeah, hey Joey Hauser, go get him pro career. We we've touched on a lot today, Chief. Uh, we we went we through the Civil War amongst MSU fans. I, we have alienated every single In- Ingham County listener on this show and every Kent County listener on this show. But uh, you know what? I'm sorry, guys. I just like, it's one game. It's, it's, it's one game. The most attended game of the year too. That's, that's what I got. Yeah. And, I got. and like, that, I listen, I, I do think calmer heads will prevail, especially as more information comes out in terms of like it, at first people didn't realize like you're going to get refunded. Like, yeah, you would have right. thought you, you would have thought people are getting charged tuition for this game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like it was, it was insane, but no, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see kind of the, the pit, the uh, ticket prices that they offer to students, yeah. alumni, season ticket holders, because Ford field holds 70,000. I think it can get up to 8,000, 80,000 gotcha. at certain points and whatnot. So yeah, I'm excited to see what they do in terms of that. And then, but I, yeah, I saw something else that not to go on too much of a tangent, but college football season is going to get moved up a year moving forward. I think right. starting in 2024, 2025. So there's no yep. longer going to be the black Friday weekend football games. Like those are either going to be bye weeks or they're going to be playoff, uh, big 10 championship, like couch, uh, conference championship games, playoff games. So yeah, we're not really going to have this sort of, I don't want to call it an issue, but, uh, event happening in the future. And yeah, yeah. I, I just think we're going to start to see more of these neutral site games as well with the, the TV deals and you have more networks getting involved and uh, you see with the NFL, like they're going to be flexing games the Thursday night. So I, I would just advise fans to take a deep breath and realize like, this is the new landscape of college athletics. Like it, it's, it's more so being done for uh, TV markets and 
Uh, but this is a good thing. Like they picked Michigan State University to be put on the national stage in an NFL building. Like to me, that that's a sign of respect and honor. And I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And selfishly, it's a much shorter drive. And sure. I'm excited <laughs> to be in the warm weather. And uh, yeah, it'll be. I I'm I'm thrilled about it. And you know what? I I would love to end on that because I think that's news that was – yeah, I don't think it was broken today that the college football schedule is moving up, but I certainly forgot about it until it was reminded of for all of us today. That, like, yeah, like the, the games will end the weekend before Thanksgiving moving forward, and that's news that we could all appreciate because that that is the issue also, too, with Michigan State having lowly attended games to end the season is that, like, a lot of people are home and everything like that. So, like, it, it's, it's going to help a lot here, alleviate a lot of our worries. So let's just look forward to 2024. All right, we, we got this, or 25, or whenever it starts. But, Chief, <laughs> always love talking to you, man. Thanks thanks a lot for hopping on on, on such short notice. Uh, I was not going to scream about this by myself. I had to have a friend here, uh, a, a family member, if you will, on the uh, airways with us. So really do appreciate you, man. And, uh, hey, you know what? Everyone listening, especially the Lansing area people, especially the Grand Rapids area people, I, I, I truly love you guys. I'm sorry we have differences this time around. I hope we can break bread and, and come to civil terms here. I love you guys. I love all you guys. Go green. Let's go. Enjoy the rest of your day. Love you all. Go white.